الحمد لله الذي أرسل رسوله بالهدى ودين الحق ليظهره على الدين كله وكفى بالله شهيدا أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد فيا عباد الله اتقوا الله تبارك وتعالى هفتقوا أبا الله فير أبا الله سبحانه وتعالى in secret and in open, in public and in private. For indeed the one who fears Allah Jalla wa'az, then Allah Jalla wa'ala shall protect him and safeguard him in this life and in the life to come. Ayyuhal Muslimun. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he has said in his book, وَلَنَبْلُوَنَّكُمْ بِشَيْءٍ مِّنَ الْخَوْفِ وَالْجُوعِ وَنَقْصٍ مِّنَ الْأَمْوَالِ وَالْأَنفُسِ وَالثَّمَرَاتِ And we shall surely test you and afflict you with something of fear, with something of hunger, with a loss of wealth, a loss of life, a loss of fruits. But give glad tidings to those that are patient. Those who when they are afflicted with a calamity, those who when they are tested with a tragedy, those who when they are afflicted with a disaster, they say, Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'oon. To Allah we belong, and to Him we shall return. Ayyuhal Muslimoon. The way that Allah Jalla wa'ala has created life is that calamity, disaster, tragedy, these things are part and parcel of life. A loss of wealth, your business being affected, your wealth being affected. A loss of health, your health being affected. A loss of life, losing your loved ones, losing your father, your mother, losing your brother, your sister, losing your child. <coughs> these things are part and parcel of life. These calamities, we can't escape from them. But Allah's Messenger alayhi salatu wasalam, He told us in order to put things in perspective, He told us of a tragedy, a calamity, a disaster, which is the greatest of tragedies, the greatest of calamities, the greatest of disasters, the greatest, most painful, agonizing form of affliction that the human being can taste in this world. Calamities that we experience on a personal basis, yes, they happen and they are painful. But we have to put them in perspective. We have to find out which, which calamity is the greatest and thus as a result of that, we'll be able to put our own personal calamities in their place. And that calamity, that calamity that this ummah of Muhammad ibn Abdullah alayhi salatu tasted, it is the departure the leaving, the death of the Messenger alayhi salatu wasalam, the leaving of the Messenger alayhi salatu wasalam from this world. The Messenger alayhi salatu wasalam leaving this world, that is the greatest affliction that the Ummah of Muhammad alayhi salatu wasalam have ever tasted, greater than the affliction of us losing our parents, greater than the affliction of us losing our children, greater than the affliction and the tragedy and the calamity of us losing our money and our business and our homes. Allah's Messenger alayhi salatu wasalam, he said, 
اذا اصاب احدكم بمصيبه فليذكر مصيبته بي فانه اعظم المصائب عنده if one of you is afflicted with an affliction then let him compare his affliction with me meaning let him compare his tragedy his calamity his test with my death فانه اعظم المصائب عنده because that is the greatest calamity that he will ever face the death of the messenger alayhi salatu wasalam is the greatest calamity that the muslim will ever have faced and for that reason we find that when the messenger alayhi salatu wasalam did pass away because his companions recognized the tremendous nature of this calamity they recognized the great a tremendous nature of this calamity and how great and severe it was we found that the companions they were struck with grief you found that the companions they were in pain and agony fatima radiyallahu ta'ala anha when she saw the pain that her father was in she said wa karba aba what a great state of pain is my father in so then the messenger alayhi salatu wasalam he responds to her by saying laysa ala abiki karbun ba'd al-yawm there shall be no more affliction no more pain for your father after today and when the messenger alayhi salatu wasalam when he did leave this world when he did breathe his last when the messenger alayhi salatu wasalam died then fatima radiyallahu ta'ala anha his daughter she said she said because of the severe pain that she was in she said because of the severe agony that her heart was in she said ya abata oh father of mine ajaba rabban da'a he's answered the call of a lord that called him ya abata oh father of mine man jannatul firdawsi ma'wa he for whom the gardens of al-firdaws is his final resting place ya abata O oh, father of mine ila jibril nan'ah to jibril do we announce his death sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ayuhal ibad that day was the day of pain that day was the day of calamity that day was the day of disaster that day was the day of tragedy a tragedy that swamps any tragedy that i suffer and that you suffer from anas ibn malik radiyallahu ta'ala an he said lamma kana al-yawm alladhi dakhala fihi rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam al-madina adaa minha kullu shay the day when the messenger alayhi salatu wa salam entered into al-madina all of madina was lit up all of madina was bright and shining all of madina was illuminated why because everybody became happy that rasulullah alayhi salam has come to al-madina وَلَمَّا كَانَ الْيَوْمَ الَّذِي مَاتَ فِيهِ أَظْلَمَ مِنْهَا كُلُّ شَيْءٍ But on the day when the messenger alayhi salatu wasalam passed away, all of Medina was in a state of darkness. Anas ibn Malik radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he said that after having the soil of having buried the messenger alayhi salatu wasalam was still on our hands. The soil hadn't even left our hands from having buried him yet we began to 
feel and sense a change in our hearts. Why did they feel a change in their hearts? Why did they sense a change in their hearts? Because the one that they had just buried right now into the ground, he was the very same one who took them out of the darkness and brought them into the light by the permission of Allah. The one that they buried, he was the very same one who by the leave of Allah, by the permission of Allah, by the power of none but Allah, gave life to their hearts. After those hearts, they had been dead. The companions, why did they feel like this? Because they were blessed to be in the company of the Prophet ﷺ, and they were able to recognize the value of the Messenger ﷺ. Perhaps people like me and you, if Allah had placed us in that era, in that time, we would have been the first of people to turn back upon our heels. It is from the wisdom of Allah that someone like me and someone like you is believing in Islam and is Muslim today, 14 centuries on, rather on that day. Because perhaps if it was the case that we were present in that day, we would have been the first of the people to leave the deen of Islam. It is from Allah's wisdom that we are here today and we weren't there yesterday. But the companions, Allah blessed them to recognize who the Messenger was. The companions, they were blessed to love the Messenger because they recognized his station, recognized his value. When the companions, if it was the case that the Messenger was in danger, then the companions were willing to sacrifice their lives in order to protect him. If it was the case that an arrow was directed at the body of the Messenger the companion would jump in front of the body of the Prophet in order for the, for the arrow to strike their bodies and not his alayhi salatu wasalam. On the day of the battle of Badr, the messenger alayhi salatu wasalam, he is lining up the rows of the soldiers. And he notices that Sawad ibn Ghaziyah, one of the companions, is out of line. So the messenger alayhi salatu wasalam pokes and prods Sawad ibn Ghaziyah. And he says, Istaw ya Sawad, get in line ya Sawad. What does Sawad say? He says, Awja'atani ya Rasulullah. You've hurt me, O Messenger of Allah. Waqad ba'athaka Allahu bilhaq. And Allah has sent you with the truth. Faqdini. Therefore allow me to retaliate. Allow me to get my revenge. So the Messenger alayhi salatu wasalam lifted his shirt. He lifted his garment. When he lifted his garment, Sawad, he did not hesitate at all. But rather Sawad, he leapt towards the Messenger alayhi salatu wasalam. He held on to the Messenger alayhi salatu wasalam. And he began to kiss the blessed stomach of Rasulullah alayhi salatu wasalam. So the Messenger alayhi salatu wasalam, he says, ma hamalaka ala ma sanat. What is the thing that has made you do what you've done? And Sawad, he said that you can see what is about to take place. And I'm not safe from being killed. And I love that the last meeting between me and you be that my skin, it touches your skin. This is how the companions were. They recognized the messenger والسلام, and thus they loved him. Thus they loved him. Loved him so greatly because they knew that the Messenger alayhi salatu wasalam said, لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى أكون أحب إليه من ولده ووالده والناس أجمعين. None of you truly believes until he loves me more than he loves his son, his father.
and the whole of mankind, the companions they love to touch the Messenger they love to kiss the Messenger but after today, no longer will they be able to touch him because today the day has arrived where they're washing the body of the Messenger the companions they used to love to see the Messenger but after today, no longer will they be able to see him because today is the day where they're wrapping the body of the Messenger of Allah in his shroud. The companions, they used to love to hear the Messenger of Allah, hear the voice of the Messenger of Allah, hear the sound of the footsteps of the Messenger of Allah. But after today, no longer will they be able to hear him. Why? Because today they're burying the Messenger والسلام, into the belly of the earth. The companions, they used to love to smell the fragrance that would come from the body of the Messenger But after that day, no longer will they be able to smell him because today they're covering the body of the Messenger with the soil for his grave. Fatima She says to Anas, Ya Anas, Anas, was it pleasing to yourselves? Was it satisfying to your souls that you pour the soil upon the body of the Messenger? That is how the companions were. Struck with grief, that is how the companions were. Some of them, their legs gave way and thus they fell to the ground. Some of them, their tongues seized and they were unable to speak. Some of them, they could not acknowledge that the Messenger والسلام, had actually passed away. And among them was Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu. He says, Inna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam lan yamut hatta yufni Allahu azza wa jalil munafiqeen. The Messenger of Allah will not die up until Allah destroys the munafiqeen. Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he arrives. And he enters into the house of his daughter Aisha. He enters into the house of the Messenger alayhi salatu wasalam. When he enters and he sees the body of the Messenger alayhi salam, he says, Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'oon. To Allah we belong and to Allah we shall return. He approaches the body of the Messenger of Allah. He lifts the cloak from the face of the Messenger of Allah. And then he kisses the forehead of the Messenger of Allah. And he says, Wa nabiyyah, O Prophet of Allah. And then he kisses the forehead of the Messenger of Allah. And he says, Wa Safiya, O trusted friend. And then he kisses the forehead of the Messenger of Allah. And he says, Wa Khalila, O intimate beloved friend. Ma ta Rasulullah, the Messenger of Allah has died. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Abu Bakr then goes out. He exits the house and he enters the masjid. And all the people in front of him, they are differing between themselves. Among them are those that are saying the messenger has died. Among them are those that are saying that he has not died, but rather he's in a state of unconsciousness. Umar ta'ala anhu, he says the messenger hasn't died, but he's only gone to Allah. Just like Musa alayhi salam went to Allah for 40 days. And then Musa alayhi salam came back and Allah's messenger is going to come back and he's going to cut off the hands and the feet of those that say that he has died. Abu Bakr says, Ijlis ya Umar, Umar sit down. Umar ta'ala anhu, he refuses to sit down. 
And then Abu Bakr he delivers that sermon, that mighty sermon, that sermon by way of which the hearts became firm and the souls became convinced about the reality that they were in. All the people leave Umar and they head in the direction of Abu Bakr. And then Abu Bakr, he praises Allah. And then he says, Amma ba'd, faman kana minkum, ya'bud Muhammad, fa'inna Muhammadan qad mat. As for those of you who worshipped Muhammad, then indeed Muhammad has died. وَمَنْ كَانَ مِنْكُمْ يَعْبُدَ اللَّهِ فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ حَيٌّ لَا يَمُوتُ But as for those of you who worshipped Allah, then Allah is ever-living and does not die. And then he recited from the book of Allah, وَمَا مُحَمَّدٌ إِلَّا رَسُولٌ قَدْ خَلَتْ مِنْ قَبْلِهِ الرُّسُلُ أَفَإِنْ مَاتَ أَوْ قُتِلْ إِنْ قَلَبْتُمْ عَلَىٰ أَعْقَابِكُمْ وَمَنْ يَنْقَلِبْ عَلَىٰ عَقِبَيْهِ other than a messenger and before him many other messengers passed away if Muhammad was to die or if Muhammad was to be killed would you turn upon your heels as disbelievers and whoever turns upon his heels then he shall never harm Allah even in the slightest and Allah he shall reward those who are grateful to him at that point Umar anhu, his legs gave way and he came to realize that the messenger alayhi salatu wasalam, had passed away Indeed in this, in the death of the Messenger والسلام, and in the khutbah of Abu Bakr there is a great lesson and a great admonishment for myself and yourselves. And that is that regardless of the calamity that afflicts us in this life, the greatest calamity is the calamity of the departure of the Messenger from this world. Yet we still find the companions not leaving their deen. And more specifically, Abu Bakr, look at his reaction when he was afflicted with a calamity greater than the death of his father, greater than the death of his mother, greater than any other affliction. When he saw that the Messenger had passed away, what was the first statement to come out of his mouth? Did he not remember Allah? And he remembered the Tawheed of Allah? And he remembered being mukhlis and sincere to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? When he found that the Messenger alayhi salatu wasalam, he had passed away, he said, Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'oon. And therefore, the khutbah of Abu Bakr and the way that Abu Bakr responded to this great, great calamity, that is a lesson for us. To realize that the one that we worship, he's ever living and does not die. Allah has said in his book, place your trust, place your dependency upon Al-Hay, upon the ever living who never dies. And thus, whenever you want Allah, you can turn to Allah. Whenever you want to ask Allah, you can ask Allah. Allah is there for you. Allah Jalla wa Ala, he has said in his book, وَإِذَا سَأَلَ عِبَادِي عَنِّي فَإِنِّي قَرِيبٌ أُجِيبُ دَعْوَةَ الدَّاعِي إِذَا دَعَانِ If my slaves ask of, if my slaves ask me, then I am close to them. I answer the supplication of the supplicant when he supplicates to me. Therefore, in this khutbah of Abu Bakr the lesson that we should take from it is that regardless of the calamity of life, regardless of the tragedy of life, 
We should remain firm upon the Tawheed of Allah, remain firm upon the Ikhlas towards Allah, calling upon Allah, begging and beseeching Allah, and always remembering that Allah Jalla wa Ala, He is ever living and He does not die. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Salatu wa salamu ala Rasulihil Kareem. Nabiyyina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in. Amma ba'd. Faya ayuhil ibad. No doubt, every single person that calls himself a Muslim will say that he wants in the afterlife to be in the company of the Messenger alayhi salatu wasalam. The companions, they were like that. Their state was like that. Their grief was like that. Because they loved him alayhi salatu wasalam. And if you love someone, you want to be with them. One of the companions, a freed slave of the Messenger alayhi salatu wasalam. He loved Allah's Messenger alayhi salatu wasalam greatly. And if he was away from the Prophet, then a severe degree of loneliness would overwhelm him. On an occasion, the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam saw him. And he could see the signs of sadness on his face. So the Prophet asked him, What is wrong with you? Thawban, he said, Ya Rasulullah, there is, there is no sickness with me. And neither do I have any ailment. Except, Ya Rasulullah, when I'm away from you, a severe form of loneliness overcomes me. Up until I see you. But then when I see you, I remember that if I am entered into paradise, you're going to be at a level higher than me. And if it is the case that I never enter into paradise, then never ever shall I see you. And then Allah Jalla wa Ala, He revealed the ayah. وَمَن يُطِعِ اللَّهَ وَالرَّسُولِ فَأُولَٰئِكَ مَعَ الَّذِينَ أَنْعَمَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِمْ مِنَ النَّبِيِّينَ وَالصِّدِّيقِينَ وَالشُّهَدَاءِ the one who obeys, listens to Allah, obeys Allah and the Messenger, then he will be with those that Allah has blessed from the prophets, the truthful ones, the martyrs, and the righteous ones. And therefore, if you want to be with the Messenger, alayhi salatu wasalam, in the afterlife and follow him follow him imitate him emulate his footsteps obey him sallallahu alayhi wasallam be a man that is upon the sunnah of the messenger alayhi salatu wasalam be a woman that follows the sunnah of the messenger alayhi salatu wasalam not a person that follows innovation not a person that follows those teachings that go against the sunnah of the messenger alayhi salatu wasalam and as a result of that, you will attain the company of the Messenger alayhi salatu wasalam in the afterlife. We ask Allah jalla wa az that He grants us the company of the Messenger alayhi salatu wasalam in the afterlife. We ask Allah that He gives us al-rafiq al-a'la in the afterlife. Ma'an nabiyyin wa siddiqin wa shuhada wa salihin wa hasuna ulaika rafiqah. Wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammad walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.